welcome back to another edition of the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Live Network and your number one source for Daily Blues content. I'm Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. And uh, we, got a, we got a tough one for you today. The, the Blues lost last night. Um, so unfortunately, we're going to have to talk about that. Um, no, but, you know, there's a, there's a couple takeaways we have, so we'll, we'll get into that. We'll break that down. Um, some news uh, in terms of some other sports in St. Louis um, that we'll get into. Uh, some, some new sports teams coming coming to town, which is always exciting. I know Tom is real excited about oh that. Oh, my God. I cannot wait. Oh, um, so we'll get into that for sure. Uh, but before we do, I just want to remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. That's right, old friend, Built Bar. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get ten dollars off your next order. Oh, miss them, Tommy, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, all right, all right. You want to? You want to? You want to start with a tough one? You want to just get it over with? Yeah, let's start. So, off. all right, the St. Louis Blues. Made their playoff return last night, late night, 10.30 Eastern, 9.30 Central. They took on the Vancouver Canucks um, and suffered a 5-2 to two loss at the hands of Bo Horvat and Quinn Hughes and Quinn Hughes. And also, did you know that they have Quinn Hughes? Oh, and did I mention Quinn Hughes? Have we mentioned Quinn Hughes yet? Because the broadcast sure sure likes to mention Quinn Hughes. Yeah, that was uh, that was almost to the extent of Joe Thornton from last year. That was, that was something else. And the uh, uh, the writer for the Athletic uh, that covers the uh, said that Quinn Hughes is the best uh, de- all around defenseman in the entire Western Conference. So uh, I mean, all right, I'm not sure yeah. what that's about. That's, but, I mean, that's, say what you want. Go that's ahead. The thing. Speak your that's truth, a- King. You're wrong, but go ahead. That's 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 a thing that you can certainly say. <laughs> yeah. You can certainly form the sounds to make those words come out of your mouth for sure. You have I mean, every right to do that. Yeah, personally as as a writer of prestige writing for the athletic, I wouldn't I probably would stray from being a homer, but see yourself, I guess. Yeah. Um uh, no, but Quinn Hughes definitely looked good. Um I don't know if he looked that good, but he looked good. Um, he I mean, really good on the power play, and he was there a lot. Right. So, all right, yeah. So, speaking of that, um, getting into my takeaway from the game, the Blues looked really, really good when they settled down in five v five play. But every time they settled down in five v five play, they sort of lost control a little bit and put themselves into precarious situations and got penalties called on them and lost all momentum. Um, the Blues basically, in my mind, made yesterday's game impossible for them to win with the timing of their penalties. Um, were the penalties maybe a little a little uh, more ticky tack and a little a little lighter than what you'd see in a typical playoff game? Yeah. But does that excuse the Blues playing a little bit sloppy and putting them in situations to take those penalties? No, not at all. Um, I think it's a matter of just tightening up a lot of the little things, um, playing a more consistent, well-balanced game uh, with a less of little bit less reaching, a little bit less, uh, you know, throwing throwing dangerous hits at the last minute, that sort of thing. And once they get that all figured out, stay out of the box, maintain pressure on five v five. I think the series can still be can still be one that they dominate, but 
definitely, definitely showed uh, what I was afraid of last night in, in, in terms of not finding their game early and falling behind to a fast Vancouver team is a very dangerous proposition. And we saw that firsthand last night. So, yeah. And we've been talking about like, since the return to play has happened, we've been talking about how officiating has felt different, especially, especially for the playoffs play, um, how they're, instead of like letting the boys play as much, they're kind of calling, it doesn't even feel consistent really, but they're calling a lot of stuff that, Presumably last year and years in the past, they might have let go, kind of let the boys play. Um, so, and I feel like the Blues had to have noticed that over the last couple of games, you know. So it's on them. We can't just blame the officials because they've been doing this for the last couple of games or so. So the Blues have to adjust. Um, and I feel like we'll see them make that adjustment next game. But in terms of this game, I mean, you put Elias Pedersen, Quinn Hughes, Brock Besser, Bo Horvat on the power play six times. They scored half. They scored half of the time, fifty percent from the power play, three for six, um, and the difference was three goals. So essentially, the Blues kind of shot themselves in the foot in that regard. Yep. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it was like it was more of a timing thing than anything too. It's not like they took six penalties early on and then just rebounded. They never really once got the chance to settle into their game. Um, you know, these were six penalties probably taken, you know, one, six, two, six, three, six of the way throughout the game. They were very consistent throughout the night. Um, and then once they sort of lost that lead at the end or lost the, what went behind at the end there, they, you know, they never really got the chance to fight back. But I think at the end of the day, it, it really just comes down to timing of these penalties. Um, I don't think they really played a poor game. I don't think they played a game in which they deserve to give up five goals or, or I don't think the a three goal loss is indicative of their performance. I think Bennington was a little sloppy at times. I think there were a lot of sloppy turnovers at times, but at the end of the day, like you said, giving up three goals on the power play, not something you can ever do in a game that you want to win. Um, so, yeah, it's, I, it's, think it's, I think it's notable that the, the Blues outshot the Canucks in every period. Uh, so I think that is something positive we can take away from this game. Um, but I think you're right in that I feel like timing as a whole was kind of off because even that uh, that that third goal felt like like Bennington definitely should have had and then it felt like right afterwards they come straight down and score the fourth and it's just like a backbreaker at that point you know yeah kind of just take the wins out of the sails for the boys yeah uh, so I, I mean at some point will we see Jake Allen probably um, I wouldn't call for him next game yet just because with Bennington's record of bounce back games, I feel like you got, you got to go back to him again, give him the chance at redemption. Um, but that being said, uh, I, I feel like in the past broadcast when everybody had the, the flames and pitchforks out and everything, I said, don't panic yet. If this happens game one, then there's cause for panic. And I'm not going to lie. <laughs> after, like directly after the game, I was panicking a little bit. Because yeah, okay. but I feel like in retrospect, having time to like settle down and think about things, the Blues did play closer to their style of play. Uh, I would have liked to see more hits, but at the same time, we're missing 
Sammy Blay, Barbashev, and Steiner. And those guys, in terms of defense, those guys are crucial to this team. Um, and they're big minute eaters, whereas the fourth line we had out there this time, I think the average was like five or six minutes on ice, and that's going to put a... Um, like that's going to put a lot more pressure on the top lines to, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I absolutely agree. Uh, I think, you know, looking at last year and looking at how this team performed when seemingly minor depth guys went out of the lineup, I think it really shows how important it is to have a fully healthy squad. Um, and we were far from that, uh, the other night. I mean, the fourth line basically had zero of its regular members. Um, so Jacob I, De La Rose hadn't played since January or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot to be, um, a lot to be uh, optimistic about moving forward. But I think it's important that we do acknowledge the fact that there is potential that the Blues just lose this series. Um, they're defending Stanley Cup champion. It is very, very common for defending Stanley Cup champions to go out in the first round of next year simply because they've run out of gas. I'm not saying that that's what I'm seeing of the Blues, but I think it would be stupid not to acknowledge the fact that we might be sitting here in a week and having a, a looking back on the entire season conversation. I don't envision that. I don't really think that's likely. I don't, but. Uh, you know, I, I don't think it's responsible of us to just be like, oh, yeah, no, easy series, blues and five, right. we'll, you know, we'll be done. Um, it's going to be a tough, it's going to be a tough matchup. And game one proved that. I think there's a lot the Blues can work on, a lot that they can improve on um, that should lead them to win the series, but there's a chance that they just don't improve on it and struggle. Uh, we'll, we will definitely see. Um, that being said, it's time to bring things into our first break. Uh, and I do got to tell you, Tommy, um, it's been a little bit, but my opinion remains the same. You want to know what the best tasting protein bar ever is? What is it, Josh? Lay it on me. It's Bilt Bar, baby. Mm, and, you thought, and you thought, oh, the nostalgia is good. You thought all the old flavors were amazing. Well, have I got some news for you? We got six brand new flavors. You ready? I'm going to give them to you one by one. I'm ready. Later. Starting things off, bit of a bit of a combo of some classic tastes. You got caramel brownie. Mm. Next up, sweet tooth, sweet tooth lovers, cookies and cream. Oh, that might be the move. Yeah, game that might over. Be the move. Game over. Now, if you're a Ben and Jerry's fan, you might be similar with a might be familiar with a similar uh, concept. We're going with the third flavor is cherry barcia, mm. not cherry Garcia, yeah. not Jerry Garcia, cherry barcia. Bars. Bars. Fourth up, we're going to go, this sounds interesting, lemon almond cheesecake. Ooh. I do like cheesecake. I do like Yeah. Yeah. And if you're, and if you're similar, similar vein, we got carrot cake flavor. Okay. Also sounds delicious. And then this one's really tempting for me. Apple almond crisp. Ooh. All right. All right. I'm thinking of like a... All right, Bill Barr. Yeah. All right, let's... Yeah, Bill Barr, calm down. Now. Yeah, you really outdid yourselves here, okay? Um, I didn't what? even need six extra flavors, but you said, you know what? Here's a little razzle-dazzle in your week for you. And the best part is... Bang my timeline with some six, absolute beauties. Yeah, the best part is you got six 
new amazing flavors, but the same great healthy taste. Built Bar is great for the health conscious person. They're good for losing or maintaining weight while still indulging in a delicious treat. They are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and they're great for a keto diet, uh, newly included uh, keto friendly Built Bars. And now, Tommy, I'm going to give you some options. Do you want to hear about the Cherry Barcia or do you want to hear about the Cookies and Cream? Which I know you, I know both of yeah, those. Uh, you got to give me the Cookies and Cream. Cookies and Cream? All right. Just jump All right. off the page at you. All right. All right, so we're talking 18 or 17 grams of protein. It's got all so, the intangible. Oh, baby. 130. Oh, yeah, the, the, the stat page on this, unbelievable. The, the, the scouting profile, next level. 130 here's a, here's calories. A guy, here's a guy you want in your room. Yeah. Day in, day out. Only got a lot of room. got to leave. Only four grams of sugar and only four grams of net carbs. Oh, my goodness, cookies and cream. But wait, Tommy, there is more. Say it ain't so, Joe. There is more. So, you know, our, our great promo code locked on, of course. If you go on right now, you go on billport.com, you get a free cooler with your uh, A free cooler? A free cooler. Hold on. Yeah, oh, he's going right now. He's going right now. And, and ladies and gentlemen, if you want to join Tommy in this, you can get a free cooler. And if you use promo code Locked On, you'll get $10 off your next order. You can go to BuiltBar.com right now. Free cooler with purchase. $10 off your next order. Oh, my God. Locked so on. What are you doing? Why aren't you checking me? Dude, the cooler is nasty. I might actually, actually have to oh, this real fast. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. We are back. We're reining things in. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm moving on from that delicious, delicious built bar ad. Um, and we can talk about. Do you want to talk about the Blues a little more, or do you want to get into the new addition to the St. Louis Sports Family? Uh, uh, I want to do uh, the new addition. I like the new addition. Okay. I've talked about it before. Anytime they talk about new crests, new colors, new team. Uh, it always gets me excited, but especially when it's for St. Louis, man. Oh my all right, all right. God. Fill these, fill the lovely listeners in. What are you talking about? What are we hinting at? Let them know. All right, so it was announced today at 11 a.m. that St. Louis' own MLS team. Ooh, baby. St. Louis City SC. Ooh. Which the SC stands for soccer club, but it also oh. stands for soccer capital. Ooh. That was really cool because uh, the game of soccer has a deep-rooted history in the city of St. Louis. Um, oh, and if you look at the crest, it has the gateway arch. and has a lot of colors incorporated from the St. Louis flag. It has two lines um, kind of connecting in the middle of the crest, and those are supposed to be the Mississippi and the Missouri rivers. Um, coming together in a confluence. So they kind of incorporated, like, there was a lot of suggestions put in um, on MLS for the Lou, um, and it, it feels like they took an aspect of everything that everybody wanted and put it into this team. So it really yeah. feels like St. Louis's own. Absolutely. Um, to me, as sort of like an not outsider's perspective, but like, you know, I, obviously I follow along on social media and stuff, but I'm, you know, living in Mass, living in New England, living on the East Coast. Uh, over the years, St. Louis just has continued to honestly blow me away in terms of its ability to be a sports city, just because I feel like... 
coming from Boston, I'm so used to just like over the top, absolute insanity when it comes to local sports teams, you know, like diehard people are going insane, lighting stuff on fire over, over their teams, that sort of thing. So like, it's just a fact that every other city I observe is most likely going to be a little bit lesser in, in the terms of their sports sets. And like St. Louis, you know, from my perspective, just isn't what I think of right away when I think of like dominant sports cities in, in, in the country. But yet, ever since, you know, I've been starting to pay attention, they have hosted the most successful XFL team. Um, obviously, they've won a Stanley Cup. And from what I've witnessed, like the baseball, the baseball fandom, basically everything that I've seen has continued to blow me away in terms of St. Louis fans. And this is no different. This is like, you know, MLS probably maybe the least popular of of the major sports just in terms of like initial draw but yet it's all i've been reading about on twitter in these past few days is how excited st louis is to get this get this another local team and and it's just it's gotten me excited about something that i never thought i'd be able to be excited about an mls team but yet here i am talking about it so Props, props to you guys, Tommy. Props to, yeah. props to the city of St. Louis for being amazing with sports. Makes makes me feel good about my city. It's like a, it's like a unified, uh, just just another community for me to delve in, you know. And I feel like I've been trying to preach like what you're saying about how fantastic of a sports town St. Louis is. I, honestly, since like like high school since the day I was born really but ever since people started coming for the Rams for their attendance numbers and like people just didn't understand how terrible of a human being Stan Kroenke was and just like doing everything he can or he could to get this team out of St. Louis to LA just to make more money all the while like there was still like like a good amount of Rams fans that were diehards, myself included, just following until the end, um, praying, holding out hope, uh, thinking that going to meetings would actually matter, thinking that having a plan to build a stadium would actually matter in the long run, when in, when in reality, um, they had it in from the jump. But, I mean, yeah, you look at the Cardinals, who are just a historic franchise in the MLB. You look at the Blues, who are a historic franchise as well, but honestly recently have just been left and right making waves in the hockey world, especially with the Stanley Cup win, um, putting on a show for the All-Star game, just, and like the draft class, dude, like Matthew, all these guys um, that get drafted from St. Louis and make waves in the NHL. Uh, It's really promising to see that people are actually respecting St. Louis as a sports town now as itself instead of like Chicago's little brother or some bullshit that they tried to pull in the past. Yeah, I mean, and I think I can definitely say, like, I can definitely admit that, you know, if you had asked me, like, (laughs) six years ago, right when I was sort of coming into terms with being a St. Louis Blues fan, but I wasn't completely, you know, I didn't have my Twitter. I wasn't aware of the St. Louis sports scene. If you would ask me like, Hey, what do you think St. Louis sports would be like? I'd be like, I don't know. Like, I know they have a really good hockey team that I like, but other than that, eh, like, I, I wouldn't have been able to tell you much about it. And I wouldn't have been able to like assume that they're as prolific of a sports city as they are. And I think that that's sort of of widespread belief because I'm like, wait, what the heck? How is this not like more obvious? And then, but like you said, as of late, the All-Star game, the Stanley Cup win, I feel like people are starting to catch on and, you know, they're getting the, the most, they had the most successful XFL team, like I said, and now they're getting an MLS team. I feel like, you know, I, I sort of caught on a couple of years back. I'm like, wait a minute, like, 
why are there not more people talking about it? St. Louis is pretty sick. Um, you know, and, yeah, and you even, you even see it with like an, like you said, an XFL team, like a team that's essentially semi-pro. Like they want to, like it's a, basically a feeder team for the NFL. Right. And they come in here and we almost sell out an entire 40,000 capacity dome just to go watch these guys play football. Like if you're, if you're the owner of any, any sports franchise really, but specifically the NFL or the NBA, and you're looking at St. Louis, you have to think by now, if you don't, you are beyond yourself in terms of thinking capacity. But St. Louis is a low risk, high reward project for a sports team because their fans are absolutely ravenous. And I, dude, I, the, the proof is in the pudding. That's all I got to say. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would absolutely have to agree with you there. All right. We're going to take one more short break and we'll come back to wrap up today's episode. All right. All right, all right, all right. So we got another game tomorrow? <laughs> we do. We do have another game tomorrow. Um, no, and yeah, so wrapping up wrapping up today's thoughts, um, I have humbled myself on St. Louis sports, first of all. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I want to clarify, don't don't come at me on Twitter. I, I am in full, full acceptance now that St. Louis is one of the best sports cities in the country. Um, and I apologize for my previous ignorance, but now I'm, I'm all aboard the hype train. Um, the Red Sox aren't even a real baseball team this year, so I've been following the Cardinals. Um, the card, well, the Cardinals would be a real team if they played, but they're not. Yeah, well, I've been trying to follow the Cardinals. There aren't really any real baseball teams this year, but whatever. <laughs> That's um, true. Anyways, besides the point, we got we got a, a, a an SC coming to St. Louis. It's, it's very weird having it be an SC and then having some teams be FC and yeah. But I I, I digress. Um, yeah, another Blues game tomorrow, six thirty Eastern, five thirty Central. Weird times again. Uh, a good time though. After that, it's all downhill. It's nine thirty, eight thirties. It's gonna be one a.m. end times, and I'm gonna be probably <laughs> just passed out by the end of it. Yeah, it's gonna be rough. A shell um, of my former self. <laughs> Toby, what needs to happen tomorrow for the Blues to come home with a victory? Um. Well, first of all, first things first, stay out of the penalty box and stay disciplined. I feel like. This team that we watched last year, um, I mean, you talk about the hand pass, you talk about all of these all these teams that tried to get penalty minutes out of them. Um, I feel like even when they had the officials make bad calls, they would rise above the situation, play their game, focus on their game, and focus on winning the game. And it felt like last game against Vancouver, they got frustrated. <laughs> And it, things kind of just spiraled downhill instead of rising above it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna look for this team um, to do that tomorrow night. Um, also gonna look for uh, fourth line. Hopefully get some more minutes out of them so our top lines are more well rested um, and bump up the physicality a little bit because I know uh, Joey if Joey were here he'd be preaching that Braden Shen stat uh, where if in games where he has. Or Blues haven't won a playoff game in games where he's had less than four hits, I believe, or something like that. And then we're undefeated in games in which he does have more than four hits or something yeah. something stupid like that. Yeah. Um, so I would like to see more physicality. I think they did have around 30 hits, but I feel like last year they had a bunch of games with 50, even some with 60. Um, 
And obviously we had guys missing and that'll help if they come back too. But yeah, that's what I'm looking for next game. Yeah. Um, I think you definitely hit the nail on the head. Um, I'll, I'll sort of surprised ex- to see a Jordan Bennington uh, goose egg. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to sort of expand on that and say what I'm looking for, not only in the next game, but for the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it stems with, first of all, getting a full or close to a full healthy lineup. I think that's the most important thing and that will always be the most important thing for this team is they play so well as a co- cohesive unit that the more healthy guys they have, the better they can do that. Um, following that, uh, you know, in addition to that, Vancouver has played an additional full, you know, modified playoff series um, in compared to the Blues. So... I do think it's going to take the Blues a little bit longer to get up to that playoff speed, assuming that Vancouver might already be there. Um, I think that that is definitely something to keep in mind. The fact that the Blues played much less important games than Vancouver. Um, and Vancouver played a, a really good team as well. So they played a really good Minnesota team that they had to battle through. So definitely a lot of a lot of work went into them getting here, which would explain their, not dominance in game one, but their readiness in game one. So, I think the Blues need to get back up to that, get up to that speed alongside Vancouver, and once they do, I think the hitting, the physicality, the discipline will come. But it's just, it's really just a matter of adjusting to playoff hockey on such a, such a short notice with such a weird roster and such a weird time. It, it, it's going to take a lot of resilience on the Blues' part to you know be able to get up to that full speed without fans, without playing in St. Louis, without at the moment having a full healthy roster. But I think slowly but surely we'll see this team continue to tick up that intensity. And by the end of a seven-game series, I don't think there's a single team in the NHL that can survive this St. Louis Blues team. And I've maintained that, th- that belief since about the middle of the year last year. So... Yeah, they're definitely a force to be reckoned with. Uh, they just need to decide whether they want to bring that force or not. Hopefully they do. Yeah, I hope they decide on yes. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, but yeah, we will, we'll definitely take uh, check that out tomorrow. Um, in terms of news right now, Blue Jackets even the series up and Golden Knights are up to nothing on the Blackhawks potentially go up 2-0 in that series. So Blue Jackets looked good. Too. Fun stuff there. Blue Jackets did look good. That Wenberg goal, whoo! Oh, that was nasty on Chatty too, wasn't it? Oh yeah, he walked Shankirk. Jesus, yeah. That might so. be that's probably the goal of the playoffs so far. So that's far, disgusting. So far, all right. I think that's all we got for today. Um, disappointing Blues loss last night, but overall, I'm not too broken up about it. I don't think it's. Uh, indicative of their ability as a team their overall playing style so we will certainly see that's still a possibility yep i'm still sticking with i'm still sticking with blues and six um honestly before the game last night um and this is this is a little bit a little bit dangerous to say on air but before the game last night i was talking to my buddy and i go they're gonna lose this game and it's not gonna be pretty and they're gonna win four straight that is what I said right before the yeah. Blues went out. That is a Boston. prediction. That is definitely a prediction. I hope I, went out. I hope you didn't jinx it. You must yeah, I hope I didn't jinx it. But I will say that immediately before puck drop, I did have a bad feeling. And I did say, I think they're going to lose this game. And I think it's not going to be pretty. And sure enough, we lost and it wasn't pretty. So I have a weird sense of optimism and confidence knowing that I got that prediction right. Um, obviously, the hard part of the prediction comes in the following games. But... <laughs> I think it'll be a wake-up call. I'm, I'm confident. Let's go Blues, baby. I don't know. I don't know. I'm ready. It's going to happen. I have it's going to happen? All right. 
All right. What else they, is going to happen is you guys can out. follow us at Locked On Blues on Ooh, Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me on mm. Twitter at Twelcher15. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Yes, sir. Thank you guys, so much for tuning in. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, disagreements, uh, you can reach us there. Reach out. Can't imagine they'd have any of those. Yeah, tell us how incredibly smart we are. Whatever, what have you? Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And as always...